Welcome to special Sunday edition, Dr. Will Straight to Tape, episode 7, the triathlon. Well, first of all, the Olympics have started, so that's super awesome. Despite what uh, you may be into or your opinions on Olympics, look, it's here, so let's just, you know, get amongst it. The triathlon, man, I'm, yeah, I'm super amped for for that. Some of you, uh, some of you watching may have noticed my new background. Spent most of today, Sunday, putting up some insulation and some uh, jib board, so can admire my handiwork. Hopefully it uh, sticks together, and hopefully it'll be a bit warmer in my garage now as well. But the triathlon is tomorrow, so I'll bring up the course because... It's pretty lame. If you're watching, you can see the course. It's just like uh, kind of your standard inner city triathlon course that's got no more than oh, maybe 15 meters of elevation uh, for the bike. Swims, obviously the swim, uh, not much to go over there. And then what have we got? We've got around five kilometers on the bike. So what's that, eight laps? Uh, runs around two, two and a half, and that's around what four laps. Got ten k's. So the start. So yeah, the course is not much. It's not like Rio or Athens or something. It's more like the uh, the course we had in London, which was just flat, fast, full on. Now getting into the, we'll get into the men's first. These are my kind of. I'm going to go through the start list, have a look, tell you what I think uh, of some of the men's start list. Straight up, I'm pretty stoked actually. Pretty stoked to have New Zealand's uh, one and two, Taylor Reid, Hayden Wild. Now Hayden Wild, or oh, yeah, I think you know he's been performing well, exceptionally well. He was uh, on the podium, um, not quite, can't quite remember third, I think, for the test Tokyo test event. Um, now is yeah, is he going to be able to get it done? He's you know he's running mid 13 minute 5k's in the New Zealand track season which is pretty exceptional but as a Kiwi like we we identified that and we see it it was um broadcast around national television but a lot of these guys are capable of doing that and it's not 5k it's 10k off of a hard bike so the Germans went the French especially uh Vincent Louis who's world number one I think he's kind of the man to beat and this is really where this course and the Olympic triathlon as a whole like this is how I kind of see it playing out because you have the guys who and girls and this is just pretty much both races really who can who are gonna um just smash the swim they want to get rid of anyone who's not capable of swimming uh, at, at that top end level okay so everyone kind of knows that that's what's going to happen so then what they're going to do is they've, teams have selected people to ensure that their prime runner essentially can get into the front pack then you've got the people in the front pack who don't want anything to do with that pack catching uh, and then you have nations who will have like a foot in each camp. So you're going to have probably with the French, let's see, uh, and who else? You have the, the French. Yeah, maybe Matt Hauser will be able to get in the front pack, um, and then there'll be Bert Whistle and Royal in the second pack, and the Javier Gomez will definitely get in the front pack. Then he's got Alaza and Mario Mola, who are better performed than him recent times in the second pack. And it's also the Norwegians. 
they're all going to struggle to make the front pack, but they will, but they will be willing to work. Now, the reason I kind of identify someone like Spain having Javier Gomez in the front, who hasn't been as well performed across the run as Mario Mola, especially, and kind of Fernando Alaza, although, yeah. Um, how's it? Not yet. He's the youngest guy in the field. Um, what is he? Must be like 20 something, because Bertha is 1998, I saw. Um, but Bert Whistle, you know, Commonwealth Games champion, and Aaron Royal have been proven performers across the 10K distance. So, what do you do there? You know, same with the French, where Vincent's going to make the front, Lero Berger and Dorian Koenig's. Dorian Koenig's World Series winner, uh, proven performer, not to the level of Vincent Louis. But where do, where do you go? Like, are you where where do you allow? Like, what do the Australians do if Matt Houses in the front? They're in the second pack, but they're better runners. Do they do they try and chase down? Do they contribute to the chase? Do they take away from it? So that's something else that's uh, the British team implemented La and uh, Rio. was um, I can't remember who it was. I can't remember if it was Gordon Benson or someone. But it was whoever it was for the British, you had the Brownies in the front pack. And then you had the um, one of their third members allegedly disrupting the, the chase pack and trying to break up that chase pack, getting on the front, slowing down, taking it slow into corners being uh, a bit hairy on the descents to try and break that pack up and remove the cohesion. So, yeah, you may you may have something like that. I don't know. Like, that's going to happen. Because what's going to happen is, who else have we got here um, in terms of the exceptional swimmers? Yeah, Norwegian's not really. Andreas Salzberg, he's always up for a big ride, as is... Uh, the German um, Jonas Schomburg uh, Nischlag as well, a little bit, but Schomburg for sure is going to smash it. Um, Kevin McDowell and Morgan Pearson from the US, not much really. Um, in terms, like they're fast runners, but they've never been really right at the front of the field. Johnny Brownlee, he'll be there and he'll be keen to work because, like, Alex G, would, would he be the fastest runner in the field? Yeah, I, I think he. On paper, he would be, um, and he's shown in in the last World Series race. Where was that? Leeds. Uh, he just absolutely destroyed everyone on the run. Now, interestingly, when I was watching that race, I noticed how much they they accelerated, and there's there's huge attacks. Everyone was pretty much together, and people were trying to get away. There's a short climb. And then Alex Yi ran away from everyone uh, once they got onto the run. But he was implementing a lot of uh, power or like efforts on the front. He would he chased down a couple of breakaways. He tried to move a little bit. And so that's when I thought, you know, if we have a, if you look at your power duration curve or your critical power curve, I guess it's a, it's a curve that just, um, you know, you can put out your peak power or peak pace at one minute and then obviously you can't sustain that so it's a lower the your power output drops away with time until it plateaus the area under the curve is your anaerobic work capacity and that's when i realized you know it's not all about who's the fittest because they're all as fit as each other they're all as prepared as each other some 
aren't capable yet of putting out performances collectively across the three disciplines as other athletes. But really, I think what it comes down to is how big is your anaerobic work capacity? If I go back to the if I go back to the course, you can see how many turns do we have per on the bike that is per lap. So you got 90 degree turns, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, we'll call that one eight, nine, ten, eleven, dead turn for twelve, dead turn for thirteen. 14, 15, 15 turns. When I say dead turns, I mean like um, full turnarounds. And they're going to string it out. What happens there is you come in, obviously you, you, you near stop. And I don't know how technical these corners are. But you come into almost dead stop and then you have to accelerate out. And you're not accelerating out at your, you know, nice aerobic 300 watt, like steady state power, you're going out there and you're smashing it. You're trying to drop anyone who's right at the back of that bunch who's still slowing down while you're accelerating and you're putting out 500 watts. Whenever you go above, let's just say everyone's got the threshold of 300 watts. When you go above 500, 300 watts, you're removing some of your units of your anaerobic work capacity. Does that mean much in a 40k bike? Not really. Doesn't mean much. In a 10k run yes exceptionally so and when you have someone like alex she what he showed in the last event in leeds was that he was the best to be able to weather that storm so who can run who has the biggest anaerobic work capacity and so when you get onto the run what is your run threshold and then for that guy alex Yi who's probably one of the lightest in the field and this is a, a more hilly course and that's when the attacks were going He's not putting out the power to weight that the others are in order to get over that climb in the bunch. But this is not a hilly course. This is flat. So this is going to favor a bigger athlete. But then we have the heat. So then how is the heat going to contribute to the bigger athlete's ability to run? Their only option, similar to Kona with the Ironman World Champs, is you have a greater ability to convectively cool yourself you have a greater ability to dissipate heat on the bike because you're going you know 40 plus k's an hour so a bigger athlete in the heat can exert more effort on the bike than they can on the run compared to a smaller athlete so a smaller athlete in the heat is going to be able to dissipate more heat more surface area not as large a muscle mass so they're going to be able to run closer to their absolute potential so that would be you know say like 11 12 degrees celsius they're going to be able to compete at that in heat in say 20 25 i'm not sure actually what the conditions should be high 20s um around 30 maybe for degrees celsius what's that maybe like 80 90 fahrenheit um bigger athletes can't do that but what a bigger athlete can do on the bike is they can exert a whole bunch more absolute power absolute power for a similar rolling resistance and similar aerodynamic frontal resistance means more speed than a smaller athlete so you have these guys 75 80 kgs and you have these guys 60 65 kgs well you're just going to be able to put out more power and you're going to be able to generate more speed you can generate more speed and not accumulate as much heat well that's going to be your only option. So if we go, if I go back to the the men's start list, you you're still landing for someone like that. 
out of the water first, being able to put in a big effort. You're looking at Jonas Schomburg. You're looking at um, not Javier Gomez. He's quite small, but he can sustain the power outputs of these bigger guys. But pretty much, yeah, Christian Blumenfeld, Eden Gustaf, Gustaf Eden, sorry, Casper um, Stornes, mm, still probably a little bit young for him um, in terms of experience. And I was trying to find Vincent Louis because he's Vincent Louis. I think is that he's my pick. Okay, he's definitely going to be my pick for gold. Uh, and then I like picking Jonas Schomburg is I th I think like you're going a bit left field, but I I'm I'm picking him for silver. And then I'm picking I don't know I don't know if I can pick he's a t he's he's a countryman Hayden Wild. I don't know if they're going to bridge. I honestly don't know if that second group, he's never proven himself to be a front pack swimmer like Taylor has. Um, but I don't, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to bridge up and uh, he's going to be able to, to get in. So, so then would I not, who, then who would I pick? Um, probably, probably Gomez actually. I know Gomez, uh, he does well in the heat. This must be, Oh, he missed last Olympics. Otherwise, it'd be like his fourth Olympics. Uh, Beijing was his first Olympics where he was touted to be definitely the winner. Um, and then what you had was, who, oh, Jan Fredino. Jan Fredino followed by um, Bevan Doherty, Kiwi, and then I th think Simon Whitfield, uh, but not 100% sure on that one. Uh, and Gomez came fourth. So... So yeah, that would be that would be my pick in terms of I know there's going to be a bolter, there's going to be something completely random happen because maybe they will come together, you know. Uh, but I just the likes of um, someone like yeah, so you got Vincent Louis, Matt Hauser, Jonas Schomburg, um, Taylor Reed will be in the front. He'll definitely make it. I don't think any of the Canadians will. Go Gomez will. Don't think Alaza will. Portuguese Pereira Silva. They won't. Martin Van Riel. That's my that's my pick. Catch. That's my bolter. Yeah, for sure. Let's go him. Let's go Martin Van Riel for second, and I'll put Jonas Schomburg in third. And then um, you also where's the Swiss athletes? Norwegians. They're going to battle hard, but I, I honestly don't know. I don't know if they'll get if he'll be able to if Christian Blumenfeld will be able to bridge up. Uh, they'll be. They'll get close because I don't think they'll get a lot of time. I think it will be really strung out. And if they did come together, who knows? It will just be absolute attacks flying everywhere because it really comes down to like the running prowess of each of the athletes. But I think um, Andreas, Andreas Salisberg will be there. And so it'll just be – and Brownlee, Johnny Brownlee. But I don't think Johnny Brownlee is going to have the legs um, just because of, of the heat. I know – like I know they they proves them the Brownlee brothers prove themselves in in Rio, but yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know this time I just haven't seen the consistent results of the um, of Jonathan Brownlee across the Olympic distance. I mean, no one's really been racing, so so who knows? But but yeah, so what did I what did I say? Vincent Vincent Louis for the for the win. Martin Van Riel for second. Schomburg for third, and then I'd love for Hayden Wild to get up, you know. Uh, but I think I just don't think that second pack is going to be able to bridge to the first pack. 
All right, women's, women's race. Let's have a look. What do we got? Oh, yeah, Maya Kima, Rachel Klama. Rachel Klama is one of those super, super consistent performers, but is always like fifth through tenth, you know. Um, Maya Kima is an absolute weapon in the water and on the bike and has proven herself to be able to hold it together if she has enough of a gap on the run. Um, the Czech athletes uh, haven't really performed, neither of the Mexicans. Simone has actually transferred from New Zealand. Gillian Sanders is... Uh, I think she's like a lawyer or a doctor and she just does enough to qualify every single Olympics since like 1960. That's not fair, but I think she is the oldest in the field. Uh, the Germans, Laura Lindemann. I haven't seen much from Laura Lindemann actually. She was just, just she won the uh, was under 19 world champs, under 23 world champs and made like 2016. I was there actually in Chicago, 2016, 2017. Um, and then won a world series but i haven't seen much of her lately so maybe maybe dark horse taylor nib super young um us athlete oh man what a debacle i won't get into the selection stuff uh but the u.s the u.s didn't select um uh taylor spivey who was world number one it just seems outrageous uh whatever it was look you know that australians didn't select nearly van Coveden, so Kiwis and Slick Sam Ward. I'm sure there's more. I'm just not informed enough to cover this. Uh, Summer Rappaport, yeah, this bike course isn't going to suit her. She's exceptional, exceptional athlete. But anyone who follows the sport knows her bike handling is not great. And to have, what did I say, about 15 corners per lap, eight times 15. Oh, are you going to make me do that? Uh, was that 100, 100 corners? Uh, I hope. Um, Nah, must be more than that, 120. Uh, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be tough. tough. Uh, Katie Savara, Savara, Zaveras, Zaveras. Yeah, you can't really go past any of the US athletes, really. Katie Savaris has really proven herself to be a consistent top performer, runner, swimmer, biker, like all across the board. So I'm backing her, not for the win, though, not for the win. Uh, Spanish, not much Canadian. Oh, Joanna Brown, man, she... As real hit or miss and kind of burst onto the scene. Exceptional runner. Uh, I think high school collegiate track runner. So she's got to get there. You know, she's got to get to, onto the run with the lead pack to be able to exert her running prowess. Ash Gentle against Saint. Like, this is why I think to, they didn't select Natalie Van Coverden, who is world 17, 19 or something. And Emma Jeffcoat's like world number 43 or something. Uh, and Jazz Hedgeland's a super young uh, athlete for the future, which I'm guessing they've picked for experience. Ash Gentle is going to be, she's a contender for sure, but is not a front pack swimmer. Emma Jeffcoat is, and I'm I'm guessing they're working. I'm guessing they're working for Ashley Gentle because Emma Jeffcoat isn't a, she's not a proven performer across like on even to get in maybe the top 20. Um, I, I could be wrong, but yeah, that's, that's I'm sure the the, uh, the Australians uh, MO there. Uh, Yolanda, Anna, Nicola, oh, Nicola Spirit. Yeah, I'm honest, I'll back her. I'm going to back her for gold. She won gold in 
London in a sprint finish with Lisa Norton. Then she had just the absolute came back from uh, having a child, not racing much uh, for Rio, and went toe to toe with Gwen Jorgensen, who is the best, one of the best female triathletes, Olympic distance triathletes, to drafting triathletes to ever grace the sport, along with um, Emma Carney, Erin uh, Baker, Emma Snowsell, uh, and then Nicholas Briggs, one of the other ones. And she went toe-to-toe, got silver, and I just can't... This course suits her, for sure. Um, just being able to absolutely destroy people on the bike. She's so powerful. I think she had another kid in the break. Like, just what a weapon. Um, Hungarian athletes, not much. Flora Duffy, yeah, for sure. She's So Nicholas Berg, Flora Duffy, because if they break away, man, because the thing is Nicola can't, not can't, but most probably won't get in the front pack. Flora can, and she can ride hard. Uh, and has proved she swam within the front three in one of these races, maybe Bermuda, then rode away from everybody and just rode away by herself and then ran for 10Ks by herself and won the whole race. I mean, that's it's unheard of. Like She's just an exceptional athlete. So I'd pick her to be in the medals. Cassandra Bogart is a phenomenal runner. She weighs, I don't know, maybe like 20 kgs. Essentially nothing. So... In the heat, uh, it's she, she's at a real advantage. Very tall, lean athlete, which will dissipate heat really well in these conditions. And is like for her size, relatively consistent at getting in the front pack. So, I don't. Yeah, I I'm I'll pick I'll pick Nicholas Spirit. I don't know. I might go back on that actually, but I'll pick Flora Duffy. And Cassandra Bogard, Leonie Perio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because now you've got the British athletes. Vicky Holland, Jess Learmouth, um, Georgia Taylor-Brown. Jess Learmouth, she's just such a good swim biker, and her run has really progressed. Again, like, she got away with someone like um, Flora Duffy, then that's game over. I, I don't know how much time they can get. Then who else do we have before I keep going? Um, the Austrians, Irish, the, the Republic of, is it Russian Olympic Congress? I can't remember the Russian athletes. Kiwis, yeah, Stoke, uh, but, you know, can't add much. Uh, Claire Michelle, yeah, exceptional runner. Um, the Italians, uh, Angelica Olmo and Alice Betio, great, yeah, just not consistent, but they have performed recently quite well. So, but I don't know enough about them, and just the consistency is like is putting me off picking uh, Alice Betio or Angelica Olmo, and then Verena Steinhauser. I'm not sure. I don't know enough about her. Oh, Lottie Miller, the Norwegian again, another swim biker that has like Maya Kingma, really progressed her run. So, you know, you got the likes of Maya Kingma, Lottie Miller, with a Flora Duffy and uh, Jess Learmonth. And if they just, if because all together, besides Flora Duffy, none of them, I would, you know, 
quote unquote consider exceptional runners. I'm not calling them bad runners by any means, but your Cassandra Bogart can run like a 30 minute 10K, um, maybe 31, 32 minutes off the bike. So those girls that just aren't even in that realm fresh. So, and there's other girls that can do, can run those kind of splits too. So yeah, how's it, how's it gonna play out? Who have you got from the Australians to chase? So you've got, yeah, Emma Jeffcoat to chase it down. Um, who else is going to be? Godoy from Spain is always front pack. Oh, yeah. But then Taylor Nibs, Summer Raffle, and Katie Svaras are really going to be motivated to chase down that front, as are the Germans, Noel and Laura Lindemann. And then Rachel Klammer, she'll probably be second, second pack, is a very strong rider, but not strong enough to bring them back. So I think in both races, I'm going to predict that they are, uh, I'm going to predict that the front is going to stay away. And the the second packs are just are not going to be organized enough. It's, it's like a lot of Olympic sports, it's super interesting because you have such a different dynamic where you can't have 10 British athletes or five Kiwis or, you know, four Norwegians or something. You you can only have three max of the best nations. And that creates quite a weird dynamic because you can't have the best. You Yeah, just it, it minimizes all of those, uh, those chase packs and minimizes the front of the swim. It strings things out a lot quicker. There's not the same volume of athletes to fill the gaps, but when people start to get dropped, and if I just bring up that the the course again, it's such that with these hairpin turns, these dead turns where you got to just stop essentially and then accelerate out, it's it's energy zapping. It's um, you know there's handling involved big power outputs and it's it takes nothing at this level for for people to just to just make a mistake you know and just drop a wheel and then without the 80 plus startless there's not those athletes filling and there's also bigger gaps between the the exceptional athletes or the super strong cyclists and the weaker cyclists and the faster runners so it's yeah it's really going to be it's going to be super exciting for sure um i hope it's not just a procession like the bike that because if they come together it will be no one will get there'll be some people trying to go off the front but then there's enough the the olympic selection committees the the national bodies they've, they've had enough words if something's if it's come together there's the dolly stick there's the person who's going to chase it down there's going to if, if it's anyone of any risk to any nation, it'll be like London was uh, with the with the Brownleys and um, Stuart Hayes. Just he just absolutely he kept the pace exceptionally high and just destroyed anyone who wanted to go try and get off the front. There's not an option. You just had no option. You could try even if you were not at risk. The the pace was so high that you just wouldn't you wouldn't have got more than the twenty seconds and you would have exerted you know expend yourself trying to do that. So yeah, what are we what are we gonna say? Stop talking, Will. Stop rambling. All right, 
I'll um so I'll summarize my my picks. I don't know if I really established a, a pick for the for the woman. I'll go Flora Duffy for the win. Uh, then I'm I'm going to back oh, I'm going to back Katie Savares. And will I take Nicholas Spirig or will I take a bit of a bolter in, in Jess, Jess Learmont? I can't go past uh, Nicholas Spirig, but I reckon Cassandra Bogart will run super close. Like she'll run from the second pack. Um, but I am basing that I'm basing that off of the front pack staying away. And then for the for the men's, now I've got to try and remember what I said. Vincent Louis for first. Definitely Martin Van Riel for second, and then Jonas Schomburg for third. That's a dark horse. That's a bit of an outside pick, really. And uh, and then um, Hayden Wild is like my um, I just really I really hope he can get up. But I think him and maybe like Alex Yee will run kind of into fourth and fifth and get damn close to Schomburg. But I think they'll just get too much time. Um, that's good. Yeah. The men's race, just because of, of the size of some of those bigger guys and the power they're going to put out, with, especially with that Norwegian team, they'll just get on the front and they'll just absolutely drill it. Uh, so, so yeah, maybe it will come together. Gomez as well, eh? I said Gomez. I'm not sure now. Mario Mola. Maybe I'm thinking it will come together. Who knows? That's why we're going to watch, right? All right. I'm going to go watch the uh, women's road race, uh, even though there's no Kiwis because, you know. Cycling NZ didn't pick any Kiwis. Till next time, guys. Stick with it. Catch you later. Follow me on my socials, wherever. And uh, I'll see you next time.